Eternal Journals is a podcast brought to you by Hipsters of the Coast and Cast Haven. Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always is Nathan Golia. Nate, how's it going, man? Pretty good. How was your road trip this past weekend? <laughs> the road trip was uh, was interesting, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I uh, went down to uh, to Baltimore for the Eternal Extravaganza 6. Uh, did not have a great showing. Uh, obviously, it was sort of the opposite of uh, my showing the week before where I went uh, basically undefeated. Uh, yeah. And then... Uh, and I, I ended up with a record of two, three, and one uh, overall. So it was it was not what I had hoped I was going to run up with, but uh, still, I had a pretty good time. And were you playing uh, pretty much the same list? Yeah, it was on push proof rug. I switched up a couple cards in the sideboard. I, I went to uh, three pyroblast uh, slash red elemental blast uh, effects in the uh, in the board to try mm-hmm. and shore up the uh, Trinity Nemesis situation a little bit more and i never saw trinity nemesis uh the entire weekend um in fact i did not play against a ton of uh particularly blue decks the the entire weekend which was sort of a a, a huge bummer for me did are you surprised by that maybe we should go through the uh the tournament yeah and talk yeah about so uh, le- yeah i guess let me take you through the the rounds uh i started off playing against uh a shram like storm list which looked like a modern <laughs> combo deck that i think my opponent was transferring over from modern so uh that that's cool like i, I get you know i like to see new players sort of come in from modern to, to legacy um but unfortunately his deck wasn't wasn't really uh up to speed against what i was doing which was basically stopping anything unfair from happening so yeah. I, I was able to take that pretty easily. He never actually resolved a Shram against me between Spell Snare and, you know, having a Lightning Bolt ready at all times as well. Um, <laughs> it just didn't really pan out for him. In Game 2, uh, I left him with uh, two Cathar Shields in play and not much else. Um, so I don't know what that is. Cathar, it's a zero-mana artifact. He was, like, on some sort of Cheerios list. No, no, I'm just trying to figure out which, yeah. which exactly, which one that is. Yeah, I think it gives a creature plus O plus three. Yeah. Um, so it's an uh, Eldritch Moon, so yeah. it's a new, it's a, really pushes over the top. Yeah, otherwise a worthless <laughs> card for sure. Uh, but in that deck, apparently it, it helps the combo go off. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so he didn't fare very well against me. Um, and then the next round I played Miracles. And uh, my opponent on Miracles uh, was tough. I went to it went to three games, and um, in the third game, I had a you know he he terminist at five. I was at five life, and he, or he was at five life, and he terminist and cleared the you know I only had a, a mongoose on the board, so I ended up top decking a uh, true name, and I was mm-hmm. able to uh, get in three damage with the true name, and then I slammed a sulfuric vortex. And he just had no answer for it uh, over the next turn, and that that ended up being he had the answer for the true name in a in a terminus the next turn, but he couldn't deal with the sulfuric vortex. 
So yeah, good. So that was you know that was fun. I I was able to get him on that. So the next round I played Miracles again. Um, and so here's the problem: is I took out uh a one of my sulfuric vortexes, uh, and put in a red elemental blast because I felt like there'd be a better it'd just be a better card overall for me for the weekend. But I really wish yeah. I had that other sulfuric vortex for this particular situation. Um, and my my opponent and I went to time. Um, and that wasn't particularly because my opponent was playing miracles. Um, it was because I was playing winter orb. Um, and he really <laughs> couldn't get. He could get my. He was able to terminus me off of off of my wins, but he wasn't able to close the game out. And neither was I. And between the two of us, we had two judge calls uh, that during the um, course of the match, um, just for random stuff like, "Whoops, I saw an extra card," kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you know, just be careful. Um, but, um, you know, the, the problem with that was the judge didn't really give us the proper amount of extra time. I felt like they were trying to rush the tournament along a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I felt like we actually got less time than we should have. Um, and you know, not for nothing that might've won me the, you know, gave me the draw there because I was not necessarily in control of the third game, but I had the winter orb out and he had nothing out. And, you know, so he had stabilized as it were, but I had a winter orb out, so he wasn't getting me. Um, so, you know, who knows what would have happened. So I, you know, I took a draw there in the next game. Uh, I played, uh, Michael Dursko, uh, who, who I've played uh, a few times at, at, back in the old school protocol qualifier days. I played him in modern a few times and I see him out a lot. He's the guy with the mad ball, uh, eyeball cap. Uh, he's, he's out a lot, but he was on D and T this weekend and uh and man he just pummeled me it was like two this very guy. very short games wait like madball the band no no the like a madball like it was you know that the, the, you know remember madballs uh back in the uh, 80s um i'm sure the band with... madball uh the hardcore band madball was named after the concept of ma- of the madballs from the 80s but um he has a he had he had like a the, the concept behind Madball, since we're going off on this this, uh, this tangent here, um, <laughs> yeah. was like these sports balls with attitude. So they all had faces yeah, yeah, and okay. stuff. And so the one he has, I, I mean, I don't even know that it's really a Madball thing, but it was just one giant eyeball, you know, on top of on top of his baseball cap. Um, that's how I always I always am like, oh, there's Mike. Um, but anyhow, uh, so I mean, you're totally right. The Madball logo, which I was thinking of, is a baseball. With like teeth smoking a cigar, that's yep. from the band. Oh, totally, yeah. It's it's one hundred percent. The <laughs> band is just straight ripping off some eighties nostalgia there. Um, they had their own cartoon. It was a whole thing. They were like the the dirty boy version of My Little Pony. Um, so all right, all right, all right. Yeah. I so go. So, I just I don't know if Austin is wearing a Mad Ball hat. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Right. Um, I mean, I have a vision jacket I used to take to to shows, but that's like a whole other thing, or to shows to magic tournaments. Uh, but anyhow, so Mike, Mike snap beat me like pretty, pretty handily. Um, I just couldn't handle, handle his deck. Um, I even played into like some dumb stuff. Like I tried to pull one of his guys and he bounced it with a Caracas. I was like, oh yeah, Caracas is really good. I'm stupid. Um, I played <laughs> poorly and got punished for it. Um, we could, uh, we could link to my camera match with the same deck against death and taxes where it just is such a pummeling that oh, yeah. it's like hard to watch. <laughs> yeah, I just forget. Like, I haven't played against that deck in so long because, uh, you know, local. Lo, normally, the person I play against the most is Charles, and he he owns blue cards now. So, you know, 
that's you know that's what happens. So you don't get to play yeah. deck as much. Um, but yeah, Mike seriously crushed me, and then um, he ended up getting a feature match in the next round, which I was like, that's my feature match. <laughs> um, well, but, if you had won the match, yes, yes, of course, if I had won. Uh, so the next round, uh, man, what did I play in the next round? It was it was a uh, another loss for me in the next round, and I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Furios, gross. Um, Miracles lost to DNT. Ah, uh, lost to Grixis in the next round. It was actually Bug, uh, Bug uh, Delver. It wasn't Grixis Delver. Yeah, Bug Delver. But he had Gurmog Anglers, and I always put Gurmog Angler in the Grixis pantheon. But no, uh, I I got crushed by Bug Delver pretty handily. Um. Which was rough. I wasn't expecting to have to deal with uh, like a straight up bug delver stifle. You know, it was basically my deck, but black. You know. Yeah, let's talk about that after. I, I went down that road. We'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah. So then, in the next round, I played aggro loam, and uh, I just couldn't keep up with this deck. And then th- that was another situation where me and my opponent had a lot of judge calls um, because my opponent was trying to cast things with him with his mox diamond and I had a null rod in play. Um, and he was able to actually cast them because he had a knight in play. But like, I was like, I have to save the damage here. I got to call a judge. I can't have you attacking me with a 10, 10. Um, yeah. Um, but anyhow, uh, it, yeah, that pretty much, uh, ended the tournament for me at two, three and one. Uh, and then, uh, just then Tim came up to me and said, Hey, did you know that our hotel, has free wine between the hours of six and seven, and I said, "I think I know where I'm going now." So we ended awesome. up at a for like a free wine happy hour with uh with Dustin Long and uh, and Tim uh, at at Pinar, uh, and that was uh that was pretty much what we did for the day. Cool. How did Tim do? Tim did less well than I did, unfortunately. Uh, did Eric, he play Miracles? Yeah, he did play Miracles. Eric Higby, on the other hand, uh, cashed with his burn deck. Burn was all over the place this weekend. It was pretty in- intense. Uh, everybody I just mentioned lost to a burn deck uh, in round one or two. Yeah. I think that that is a safe bet right now just because of all the uh, like three-color decks. Yeah. like You're just going to get destroyed by Price of Progress. For sure, yeah. And I mean, that's a, it's a good call, right? Yeah, I mean, um, he didn't have a single time when he when when Eric was like, "Yeah, it was a bad matchup." He he took his losses based on his opponents got him, but uh, or occasionally he was he uh, didn't draw enough land to cast uh, a fire blast and spells. So you know, he 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 even actually lost to a burn deck in round two. So uh, like I said, wow, everywhere this. What weekend. the burn mirror must be like? Uh, I mean, you just you just try and like. <laughs> Try and find a plane so you can cast a, a helix. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty uh, funny. But yeah, so that was that was the weekend for me. I, uh, uh, you know, props to Mike to Mike Dursko. He uh, he top four the event, which was pretty awesome. It's it's always nice to be to lose to somebody who like goes on to like do well in the event. Um, I went down with Sam Sam Rookus and Sam. <laughs> uh, I, I believe he top sixteen the event. Which was mm-hmm. pretty rad. Um, Sam, known miracles player, um, so that was that was a blast. It was awesome uh, hanging out with him for the weekend for the drive down uh, and the drive up as well. So that was that was a blast. 
I wanted to talk about three red elemental red elemental blast effects in the sideboard. Yeah, so um, go for it. What's your so, question? Well, my 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 question. Well, it's more not a question, more of a statement. But you know, these bug decks are all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And you see miracles is going up to three to four of these REB effects in the sideboard. Yeah, and just because it it hits Leovold and it hits True Name. Yeah, and it's Jace. <laughs> so you know, I was. Pretty much, I was eating it to some REBs uh, in, the, in a couple of leagues when I was playing Rug. Um, and I'm just, you know, it's interesting to see that, you know, people just going all in on these true name decks. And it yeah. just makes you just open you up to REB in such a big way. I saw no true it's something decks so simple. the entire weekend. I saw no Leovold the entire weekend. You know, these are the, these are the things that I was attempting to prey upon. And I saw none of it this weekend, which was a real bummer for me because I had seen four of those the last week at the Pro Tour qualifier, at the Pro Tour qualifier, the Grand Prix and the side events. I wonder so if... I was really, really hoping to see more of them. So that was, that was a real bummer. I think that I wonder if we'll start seeing the pendulum swing a little bit. I mean, it, I, I was looking at those bug decks and I was looking at our, at our local meta here in Utah and just thinking like, why am I not bringing price of progress yeah. or blood moon or back to basics to all these tournaments? Like, Got all these greedy decks. Stifle didn't work out for me. Stifle's been last great. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this: um, like, I, uh, I, I don't think next week for for you know my local, I'm gonna be on on push proof. I think I'm gonna switch up to sneak and show for a little while. Yeah, just get a little. I like doing that every once in a while. I do it with Reanimator. Just like, yeah, show up, play some ten minute rounds. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, well, I was kind of like yeah. also. I I feel like I got to get people off my trail too because people know yeah. about know about push proof now uh at least you know locally speaking people know about push proof they know that there's going to be some concessions that they're going to have to make against it because the meta sometimes is a four-person meta <laughs> uh so, yeah so you know there's there's things you have to do to keep sly against your opponents as well and especially when you're playing in a relatively small meta people know you they know what they're they're going to face normally and uh that's you know one of the things that's nice about Legacy is once you get involved with Legacy and you get a couple of decks together, you know, you are now the guy that people expect to be on a deck but don't necessarily know it. Um, one of the things, actually, uh, going back to Mike again, uh, you know, we talked about after the match and he was like, I really like what you're doing here with the deck. Uh, and and he ex- he's like, I expected you just from knowing you from playing Modern to be on Miracles. Because that's, you know, <laughs> last time he saw me, I was on uh, um, American Gifts. With uh, with Godo, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so you know, uh, Mike Mike expected me to be on Miracle, so he was he started his uh game against me, mulling and everything, expe- expecting me to be on that. So even in the larger scope of things, people that know you tend to think that you might be on a deck of of one kind or another, and showing up with not that deck is sometimes a good strategy. That's why I show up there for deck every week. That in being. You know, having no self control. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I, I have a friend or someone locally who's been playing this blue white. Uh, it's like a it's, that's not tribal spirits. It's not like it's like a blue death and taxes deck. It's got like judges familiar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been playing it past couple weeks, and I have been dreading playing against it because I don't know what I'm going to do against like spell queller. <laughs> um, but uh, he so last night I was playing bug uh, mid range, which we'll talk about in a second, but. I almost kept a hand that was like underground sea, fatal push, double wasteland, hoping he would do something like cavern on bird into Judge's Familiar. Cavern and then I could just bird. like, <laughs> yeah, he's got like cavern, 
Yeah, he's got Cavern. So, like, yeah, Cavern shows up. Um, but he was playing Bug, so we ended up playing a mirror match. So, anyway, uh, just before we move off to Trump's Travaganza, though, how about, uh, you know, the tournament itself? I mean, I know that they were a little light on attendance. Yeah, I think it was, but, you know, uh, middle of winter. 70, I want to say. And, you know, I think there were a couple problems with this. One, I, I don't know that there was a ton of advertising, which is, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say about that. I'm not a tournament organizer. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you if it's a good idea to organize, organize like a campaign to try and like tell people about this or you just, you know, you get it out there word of mouth. I feel like word of mouth would have been fine for this normally. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not in Philly. So it used to be in, a thing in Philly. So that might be a thing too. I think this is the second year it's in Baltimore. Um, so there's that. The other thing uh, I should say was that the vintage tournament I think went off pretty well for 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 vintage. I think there was a good turnout for that. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, Air, uh, what is uh, Mike Herbig uh, top forward that event? Uh, I think Roland Chang and Hank Zong also like top aided. So that was a that was a pretty solid uh, look for the New York uh, vintage scene, which is kind of rad. Yeah, I think Hank uh, was in the finals. Mike was in the top four, and uh, Roland was in the top eight. All yeah. playing Just Guy Mentor. I uh, I I was wondering about you know the impact of the snow. I mean, yeah. while you were playing this tournament, I was in Zion National Park where it was eighty degrees. Yeah, and I was wearing shorts. So but, uh, Baltimore was actually really nice that weekend, and the snow being so much earlier in the week, I don't think it was really a limiting factor. I, I you know I thought about it for a little bit, but like it's it was just cold where we were. That's all it was. Yeah. I don't think that it was the kind of thing that you're like, oh, I'm not. It snowed earlier in the week. I'm not going out. I think the snow didn't really, the weather didn't really do anything to to the tournament itself. And then the other, yeah, the other thing I then thought of was St. Patrick's Day, and maybe my people woke up Saturday morning and sure. they forget it. <laughs> sure, St. Patrick's Day is a, is a thing. Also, like this weekend was the release weekend for Modern Masters. Modern so, Masters. That was so the, yeah, the third fat, the third factor. That's not the greatest time to to have like one of these larger events is when a set that is quote unquote eternal releases people want to people want to beat up on scrubs and there were you know as far as uh great players were concerned there were a lot of them at this tournament so if you knew yeah. that your local was going to just be full of people cracking drafts of uh of modern masters that was the place to be this weekend if you're if you if you want to get in some some free wins you know yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, the Modern Masters plus St. Patrick's Day plus the weather. I don't know. I hope they do better. I, I'm sure, I know they're planning to go back to Baltimore. Maybe I'll be able to make it out there. I got to see how the flights look when they schedule it. But yeah, uh, but yeah, we had. I mean, there was a Modern Masters PPTQ on Saturday here, and it was like they had to get a bigger venue. Yeah. Oh, um, sweet. That's, that's so awesome. so that was good, and yeah. So, so that that uh, that also. I, I yeah. will say on a personal note, I'm not. You know, we we interviewed Mike. I don't know him well, uh, but um, you know, it, there was a smaller amount of people that I think he would have liked. But he didn't look nervous. You know, like he wasn't yeah. like, oh, I'm I'm eating it on this one. You know, like he he ran ran the event like a professional, um, and it was a well run event. You know, it, it it started late, but like it picked up on time the rest of the day. So. I think the event went well overall. The attendance being down a little bit, that's a bummer. But I don't think uh, it was a situation where he's like, "I'm taking a bath. I, I'm out of this." You know, I, I, I hope not. And I, and I was thinking of all those mitigating factors, which is really more because, like, the bearded dragon thing that you went to wasn't that. It's was 108 people. by them. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And it was like almost the same amount of people. I mean, yeah, it's not I mean, like, they, didn't like get, they can't get the word 60 out or less can't people, get attendance. You know, like that's, yeah. you know, they could have had it at Bearded Dragon and had as, as many people. I mean, the, the, the only thing that was weird to me was that they, you know, this convention center, that's a lot of people. And the, a third of the convention center was magic players. The rest was empty chairs, which was sort of weird. Yeah. Well, I, the other thing is, I mean, I don't know if we, if we want to get into this too much, but when I was in Louisville, you know, and that was like a 1700 player tournament or something like that. I mean, that's not a small tournament. I know that you can run like a limited Grand Prix and get 3000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not nothing. Yeah, I mean, if they had... And they still had, like, empty tables. Like, you know, you can't just expect 5,000 people to show up on some of these weekends, like the one right after New Year's or, or, you know, Modern Masters slash St. Patty's Day, so... I mean, wasn't Jersey, like, one of the largest events that Wizards ever had? Like, it wasn't the largest, but it was the largest event in New Jersey, I believe, the uh, Grand Prix New Jersey, like, two years ago? I think it was the largest constructed Grand Prix... Yeah, it might still be that. Yeah, like so. it's not like people don't want to play Legacy, so that's that's not that shouldn't be a thought in anyone's mind, truthfully. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I just uh, I'd like to see how things go. I mean, for them the next the rest of the year and see how that sort of shakes out. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's all. Um, I don't have much to say. I've had a pretty busy week with work and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I played, I, I, and I finished up a couple of leagues with the rug deck and sort of broke even. And then I tried putting Delver back in to see how I felt about it and just, you know, kept eating it to Red Elemental Blast. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a card they'll do. Uh, then I put together a bug version of the deck. I think I put, I think it's just, uh, I think it is Delver, Deathrite, and True Name. Uh, maybe Leovold. I think I got Leovold in there too. But I also put Stifles in it because I was thinking, like, I just feel like Stifles really good. Um, yeah, I think Cypher's against all these right greedy decks. I haven't been able to get too far in a league. I think I played one round and lost, but I don't remember what the deck was <laughs> that I played against, so uh, I can't say for sure. But I did then last night for the local. I put like a more mid rangey version together, but I did put two Stifles in, um, and so I don't have Delver, but I had like Deathrite, True Namely, Evolved, a couple Tarmogoyfs. Um, and then, like, just the rest of the, the bug card, the Rump Decay, Fatal Push, Cantrips, Counters, Copious Hand Disruption, and then two Stifles. I, and I was thinking, like, what I wanted to do was, like, Stifle, Wasteland, then Snapcaster, Stifle, then Lone Back, Wasteland. Um, it, never, it didn't really come together like I hoped. I think I, I lost, well, I lost 12 posts in the first round. Uh, that was, like... Forest, Green Sun Zenith for Dryad Arbor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is Elves. So I sort of like played like I was playing against Elves. And then he played like a Glimmer Post. So I was like, aha, now I'm in good shape. Because uh, I was going to like fatally push his Dryad Arbor and then um, Wasteland his Glimmer Post. But he, uh, but he had a crop rotation to uh, make my fatal push into a Cloud Post. So I actually was able to sequence it so that I could um, – I, the way I sequenced it was I fatal pushed the uh, the um, Dryad Arbor, mm-hmm. and he responded with crop rotation and got a cloud post. Then I wastelanded the cloud post, and I was like, okay, well, that, that could have gone worse. You know, He's got like forest and glimmer post, nothing else. Yeah. His next turn was like he made another land drop. It might have been like a taiga or something. 
then cast Pulse of Marasa. Whoa. You know what that does? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird so, card to cast in this format. Um, he, uh, he brought back his Cloud Post, and then he had, like, his next two land drops for both Cloud Posts. And then I just, like, ate it to, a, like, Primeval Titan or something. It was really bad. <laughs> like, I had a dismember in my deck. That was, like, and that doesn't even beat. Like, I, I had dismember in my deck for, like, anything bigger than a, you know, three casting cost card. Of course. So, yeah. Uh, I had a couple of Jaces, but that wasn't going to do anything. Because he just got Ayavugan and, like, another Cloud Post or Glimmer Post or something. So, it didn't matter. Um, and then in game two, it was, it was pretty much the same thing. Like he, got, he actually got a pithy needle at wasteland early, which was tough. Um, cause I had to like first find, I, I kept in my abrupt decays, uh, so I could do so I could take care of that. And then like, you know, but I just never, my hand didn't come together. So that, that was a loss. Then I played the bug mirror match I talked about before, yeah. uh, against Corey where, you know, I, you know, he, I thought he was playing blue, white death and taxes, but we were sort of on this like weird pseudo mirror. He had like a closer build to the Reed Duke deck. He had a couple of noble hierarchs, um, and he had Thoughtseize, um, whereas I had like Stifle and Snapcaster Mage. But um, it basically came down to like he won a game, I won a game, he won a game. You know, just who had a better draw. Uh, then I beat Blue Red Delver, which was kind of a nice accomplishment. I was definitely uh, hanging out at one life. <laughs> Uh, while well, he top decked some lands, and I was able to then like get a death right going and get out of like death range. Yeah. Um, and then in game two, I got a GTA on turn two, uh, and then I lost a burn. <laughs> it was like a burn nut hand. I think I was at like two life on my, like when he untapped on his fourth turn. Jeez. Like he had one of those like it was like uh, mountain bolt you, like another mountain bolt bolt you. And then like price fire blast, and then I'm just waiting to draw on a lightning bolt for the rest of the game. Jesus, yeah, that was game one. Game two, he, uh, I actually lived through three prices of progress by not playing lands, playing like fetching a couple basics. So he got like a couple small prices off, and then I then I countered one, but then he got a sulfuric vortex down, and that just you know ate me for lunch yeah, because that's, that's tough. yeah. <laughs> so that was my that was my tournament last night. I. I I don't know. We'll see. I, I did watch uh, Corey. My friend was playing the, we played the bug mirror match later, play against miracles and the miracles player had four red elemental blast effects in his graveyard and like three predicts in his deck. That's... So like it's, this, this is not cruise control to beat miracles anymore. These yeah, bug decks. It might be time to, it might be time to switch up because they have. Yeah. And now they have, so you got to go back to finding something else like Garrick relentless, which would, which I guess would be like an incredible Trump card against that. But Get out your Slash Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm looking, I'm going to think about some decks this weekend. I'm going to Texas for a family trip, so I'll get some time away from everything and kind of clear my head a bit, try to figure out what to do. I was thinking about just playing Reanimator for a while, though, like you were saying, it's like a palate cleanser. Yeah, just something to, like, you know, it, t- you know, keep people honest, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> People tend to be prepared for Reanimator in Utah, but uh, because it was very popular, especially with the Red Black deck, started gaining uh, some steam. Yeah, I mean, Roland played um, the Red Black deck this weekend, and he he was pretty happy with it. He didn't he didn't do great in the Legacy portion, but he said he was having a blast. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Like your 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 first couple turns are pretty awesome. And he's a vintage player, so yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a like deck. you know, it's a more like a vintage deck. <laughs> yeah, like. 
you spear your hand out on turn one and you either win or you don't yeah. from there. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll see where we are. Um, I don't think there's any other legacy news or any other yeah, I mean, regular magic news. Just kind of a slow week. Yeah, I mean, it's a slow week because, you know, the tournament happened and there's not really a whole lot going on. Modern Masters got released. That's that's pretty much it. There's not a whole ton of other things really happening in the, in Legacy right now. Um, but I think... There were, yeah. Oh, go on. There were a couple of their mid-sized tournaments and, you know, there wasn't any, like... There wasn't there wasn't really any cool tech or anything that I thought that really came out of them. I mean, some oh. interesting decks did okay. You but. had sent me that list of, of uh, top eights. Um, oh, that's right. Camp. I did send you that. And we kind of digested that. There were four different tournaments that we, we were looking at for the last, like, major legacy tournaments. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the breakdown was basically uh, uh, in order of, of deck popularity. It was, like, Miracles at five, Death and Taxes at three, Four Color Control at three, uh, Eldrazi, Eldrazi at three. And then everything else is pretty much ones and twos. There's two Omnitel. And then it's just, like... Bug Delver, Blue Red Delver, Infect, Four Color Loam, Imperial Painter, Ten Fins, uh, Bant Deathblade, uh, Depths. You know, it, it's all a lot yeah. of, like, aside from Miracles at five, five out of 32, I'm not even mad about. You know, um, it's definitely the most popular deck, and it's a very, very good deck. Is it the best deck? Not, not if people respect it. That's that's I the guess way the I question, feel yeah. about the deck right now is if you respect that deck, you can beat it. Yeah, I I kind of feel that way. Then I just watched uh you know four red elemental blasts go into like top deck and treat yesterday and kind of oh, feel yeah. like what else can you blue? What else can you do? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. like the guy's deck has like Sylvan Library, Abrupt Decay, uh, Leovold, True Name, Jace, and he's like got all of that in play. The guy just rips an entreat off the top. It's like all right. Yeah, game, the next I mean, I'm game. Not, you know, if, at least if you rip and treat, it's it, it's an actual top deck, you know, like yeah, um, yeah. I still kind of feel like it's Miracles World, and we're all we're all living in it a little bit. I but, agree. Uh, we'll talk. I want to talk about it more next week because I think uh, you know there's some discussions going on right now about you know what could be happening I mean, with this with this frequent frequency and band restricted list updates. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more of that sort of rhythm. People saying like, okay, what about now? You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say this from, from looking at the, these last few tournaments, if Wizards is doing the same thing, I don't think you ban anything from Miracles just because, you know? Uh, that said, yeah, I think, you know, they might look further into other things and, and they might be taking other things into consideration. So there could easily be a situation where they're like, no, but you know, it's been too good for too long. You know, that's always a possibility. Yeah, and I think... Uh, I really want to talk about this in our next thing, but we'll just you know, sort of preview it a little bit. I think that's that's really the question that we're getting to with the Eternal Formats. Uh, on so many of the same plays, which is Stephen Endian and Kevin Cron's uh, Vintage podcast, um, I, they, let, they did a Where Do We Go From Here on Vintage with you know the, sort of the non-update, but there was still sort of like a pseudo-update on Vintage with the last Beer and Atlas where they mentioned it specifically and said they were looking at things, but waiting until after the vintage championship Yeah, in Europe, which I think is this weekend, which yeah. also I think would be the legacy championship this weekend in Europe. So that's something for them to look at Believe too. As well. Yeah. The other thing yeah. they should do is obviously they're probably looking at this and there were a lot of gush decks in, in the top eight. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I think there yeah, were twenty-four copies of Gush. Everyone we decks. knew was playing Gush, right? That's six <laughs> decks with Gush as a four of. Like, wow, man, that's a lot of Gush. You know. Well, they also have Monastery Mentor, right? And they also have Preordain, which is an unrestricted card in Vintage. Yeah. So the I mean, the question I guess really is like, when does Wizards make move on the Eternal formats? Because in Modern this has been too good for too long, let's shake it up, is always on, has always been on the table. And whether you like it or not, I mean, that well, has, it's that been, has the been there. It's been on for one reason, and that's because it was a premier format shown on Pro Tours. So yeah. now with it not on being shown on Pro Tours, I don't think that they, they care as much about something being good for too long. Like if it had gotten off of the Pro Tour before uh, they banned Splinter Twin, I think Splinter Twin would still be a deck in Modern. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, I wonder about that, because they still, they went back to banning Golgari Grave Troll mm-hmm. like, what, yeah, a year well, and I mean, a half after it was unbanned, that, that, and that I don't think Dredge was... That was stupid card to begin with, and then they, they unbanned it, and they were like, well, that was a giant mistake. One thing I noticed in Steve and, Ke- and Kevin's discussion, and one that I think we would definitely will be having next week when we're going to talk about some specific cards, is like, do you ban a card because you feel like it should never have been printed? <laughs> right? What, and the, the, were they talking the card, about Gush? They were talking about Gitaxian Probe and Mental Misstep. Wow. Um, and I, and I, yeah, that's, that's so a, tough, a good question, right? Like, right? Probe, is Gitaxian Probe, probe not I a stupid card? Think <laughs> is dumb, but I think in in Legacy and in Vintage, I think it's fine. Um, but I don't think that Mental Misstep, I think, is a card that like warps the format kind of weirdly. Yeah. And I've never really been a fan of it. So if they got rid of Mental Misstep in Vintage, I don't think I'd be upset. I don't even play them because I play a deck that doesn't, doesn't really care about that. Um, but... I think that that card makes it too hard to kill Mentor. Um, and having ways to, one mana ways to kill Mentor is, is certainly a way to not have to ban Gush, right? That's actually what they said. I'm, 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 I had never thought of it like that after watching so much vintage, but that is exactly what Steve Mendian said. Like, I mean, well, yeah, if we're, you we're restrict up- Mental Misstep... Suddenly, Swords to Plowshares is a real I, card, right? I, I don't know Menindian very well. I've met him a couple times. Uh, I, I'll say that we're of the same mind on a, on a few things, and that's that's probably yeah. one of them. I think that, well, Gitaxian Probe, well, Metal of a Step's already banned in Legacy, right? Gitaxian Probe is interesting in that I put a couple of them into the Push Proof deck that we were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that when I had Gitaxian Probe, Stifle, and then like a decision to make whether it was Ponder or uh, Mongoose or Hold Up Stifle, that having the Probe was just, just so knew, good. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's something to say about uh, about perfect information. That's that's for sure. Yeah. Especially and, not not a loss for anything but two life. And you get the card back. If it was just look at target player's hand, I wonder. How good that would no be, but but yeah, I mean I'm not. <laughs> you getting, you I just think, think about playing it. But Gitaxian Probe was banned in Modern. I mean that card is on sort of the it radar. Is on just like at the very least, yeah. You don't, yeah. Just, unless unless it, a card is specifically, you know, taken out of each format at the same time, you don't. You generally see it at least thought about in the other formats. You know, like I don't think that. Uh, Birthing Pod or Splinter Twin though was on was even on the radar after it got banned in Modern for for Legacy. 
No, and that's you know those those are tweener cards, right? Where they're really only good in modern. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess another card like that might be Hermit Druid, right? Yeah. Which is like, if, I mean, they won't let it back in a Legacy, but it's not that doesn't do anything in Vintage. I mean, World Gorger Dragon was banned in Legacy until recently, you know. And you would have said the same thing, like, well, if you put this in, then we're going to have these, like, World Gorger decks. Doesn't even hasn't even gotten close to happening, right? No, I mean, there are so. decks that are playing fucking Animate Dead that don't even want World Gorger Dragon. <laughs> That's yeah. actually a good point. Yeah, now we have an, now we actually have a deck with four Animate Deads, and it's black and red. Yeah, <laughs> no one is even trying. No one, no one, so. no one respects that plan at all. Like, no one's like, oh, I'll just reanimate as many things as I can until I can play this uh rocket launcher and get yeah right <laughs> well walking ballista now would probably be yeah, the, uh, ballista, sure. would be a pretty pretty sick one if you could draw a card every on a recycle somehow um but uh but yeah i think that yeah but i think we're getting into that weird into that weird sort of nether region when it comes to bands because there are certain things that are just like always probably going to be legacy cards mm-hmm. i guess number one for that is brainstorm but also like swords to plowshares Sure. Which I know is you couldn't imagine banning Swords of Plowshares, but like on the other hand, like that is pretty brutal when it's like Swords of Plowshares, Snapcaster, Swords of Plowshares, and you know, yeah, you can't you can't do anything. Um, and like and then the the, the question is like whether or not something like True Name Nemesis should have even been printed, right? Yeah, and is it just worth it to take it out of the format because I'm, it's a stupid I, card? I would have I would have been I'd have been thinking about worth talking about putting that on the table if anyone had shown up with it this weekend like i just did not see any of them i cast the only ones that i saw the entire weekend <laughs> and that's interesting because well it's still a three mana sorcery speed do nothing yeah as i've said before like it's almost like sulfuric vortex you know yeah for sure it doesn't do damage to you and you know whatever but like it's sort of like that. Like you put it on the table and you're just kind of hoping it gets there before something horrible happens to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's not like it's a stupid card and it's very frustrating to, when you lose to it because you have, you feel powerless, but on the other hand, like you can also just daze it and you never have to see it again. <laughs> you know? So yep. what, what are you going to do? Um, uh, I mean, another card I've always thought about like that is, is Reality Smasher. Like, I hate losing to Reality Smasher. Yeah. But, I mean, Eldrazi just off the map now. Like, you, don't, you barely I, see it. I, I haven't, seriously, I haven't played against an Eldrazi deck since people stopped showing up to Nebulous, like, on the regular. Um, yeah. Because there were, like, two guys who showed up every week with that deck, and I was like, this is annoying. I hate coming here because I have to play against Eldrazi. Um, and then those dudes just stopped showing up. So, I mean, I, I haven't played one at a large tournament at all. You know, just the local, just local. I mean, it's like playing Death and Taxes when that deck first got big, when like Ari Lax did well with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everybody was playing it at first, and then people were like, "Ah, this deck's dumb." Well, I definitely think we should uh, we should wrap this up for tonight, but we'll revisit this topic next week. With sure. uh, we'll talk about some more stuff. I want to talk about some articles and, and statements that have been made about legacy banners so i think it's going to be interesting yeah, we'll see what amon kept i think too. we'll even have a little a little bonus for our uh, patreon fans uh next week as well and just as a reminder we are on patreon so uh, uh if you head over to patreon.com slash eternal dirtles you can help us support the podcast there uh and uh you know that that's always that's always a welcome thing it's always helpful yep all right zach have a good night and i'll talk to you again next week have a good night
Where does he get those wonderful toys?